Welcome to The Responsible Capitalist. We're a monthly segment of Financial Spectrum that educates and inspires listeners in what is now called the impact economy and impact investing. That is the sector that seeks to have beneficial social and ecological impact while gaining a return from a financial investment. One government report projects that impact investing is projected to hit $1 trillion by 2020, but some are already saying that is outdated. My name is Carol Sanford. I'm your host for The Responsible Capitalist, as well as the author of The Responsible Entrepreneur for Founders, Corporate Leaders, and Impact Investors. Each week, we look at a different topic in this sector, and we talk with experts and practitioners in the field. This week's topic is on a question that I have a lot of curiosity about. It's the ability for entrepreneurs and impact investors to get matched up well. For the entrepreneur to know that they have investors who will care and work with them, and for impact investors to know that they're really getting an entrepreneur and a, or a startup or the growth of a business that will really make a difference as well as make a return. And I've seen a large gap here in my work out in this world, and it's the reason I wanted to have an expert in to talk to us. More and more investors are moving a small part of their portfolio into what I might call money that matters. Now, investors often know how to check for the monetary return because they've done that. And you vet many of the same things, like is it a good quality leadership team? Do they really understand the market they're in? But there is one thing that is very different that I see poorly understood and often really affects the success of the investment and the entrepreneur. That is, in addition to the financial vetting that you do, how do you know if they will really make a big enough impact in social and ecological terms while they work on building the return? This week, I have somebody who knows a lot about that. His name is Kevin Jones. Kevin is one of the founder of SOCAP, which is a large conference that happens globally. It is positioned at the vital intersection of money and meaning, and we'll ask Kevin to tell us more about that. Besides SOCAP, Kevin is the founder of Good Capital, a venture capital firm that invests in social enterprises. He's also part of a team that launched the uh, first U.S. node of Impact Hub, which is a network of more than, well, dozens of spaces for social entrepreneurs in cities around the world from Cairo to London. His previous six businesses also achieved market dominance before he left them or sold them. Welcome, Kevin. I have mentioned just before you came on air that you were a founder of SOCAP, and I didn't say much mm -hmm. about what that means, so it would be really helpful if you told our listeners what is SOCAP and why SOCAP. Sure. Well, SOCAP is short for Social Capital Markets. So back when we created it, the people who were purely about capital markets hated that mashup of putting social in front of capital markets. And the people in the world of social capital, don't bowl alone, all the other soft things that aren't transactional, hated the word market put on it. So it was kind of intentionally uh, heretical to two key groups. But it was really to show that there is a new market that was emerging, this is 08, and it was starting to emerge into, into clarity. Uh, that we now call impact investing or social enterprise or social capital markets. And it's just, it's a market that's between giving and investing that is as rigorous as traditional investing and loses and wins just like that. But it invests with the social goals of philanthropy, the good things you want to do in the world. So it's proactively finding companies that solve the world's problems and investing in them and returning capital to investors. We did a, a, a um, 
a marketplace, a, a, uh, a conference, because we were a fund, and it was too hard for funds then to get a hearing, because we were so heretical. We were asking people to violate the traditional myth of capital, which was you invest for return, you give for good. We said, no, there's a space in between that you invest for good, and you can give alongside it or whatever, but it was it was heretical. People actually ordered us out of the room saying that they, they couldn't be around the idea. So we created a marketplace of all the funds that were starting to form there, the, the early impact funds. We called ourselves social venture funds then. Uh, but And we also included debt funds that were nonprofits like Root Capital that formed the market for fair trade or uh, things like uh, the venture philanthropy funds that were forming, Acumen and New Profit and some of those things where you give and then they invest or funds like ours that could invest for positive financial return, but sometimes the cost of doing good would show up and we would show you what that is. And then some places where it's high impact and high return. So we wanted to validate the market to say that there's a market at the center of money and meaning at, between philanthropy and, and investing that is real and big and growing. So we, we, we created the event to, to validate the market and to clarify it. And it's worked, it grows, it's grown from 600 people to 2000. Uh, and it's the largest in the world. People come from 70 countries. And at least give us the date. We'll post that also. Sure. Right. It's September 2nd through 5th in San Francisco. Uh, this is our eighth year. We've done them in Europe. And uh, I think we, we expect more and bigger and better. There's a lot of really interesting things happening this year we want to highlight. Great. So one of the questions that I am curious about you have done a lot of investing and a lot of actually building businesses. And you have in your mind a way of determining or the, the likelihood of success at two levels. One is the financial level, which I'm sure you do using some traditional capitalistic um, uh, guidelines. And then how do you know whether they're going to have an impact that's worth the investment uh, and do you ever make trade-offs? Could you answer that question generally and give us a couple of examples? Sure, sure. Um, well, you know, we, we do traditional investment analysis. Our first fund was an expansion fund, and, you know, our criteria were simple. It's three years operating, uh, no model risk, no technology risk. The founders are plausible, or we agree where the holes are. And uh, it's expansion, so we know what they're doing. And we know that they should do more of X and they need money to penetrate the market there or to staff up or, you know, we, we know what the money goes for. So it's not early stage. It's not seed stage. That was expansion. And we did that in uh, several companies uh, with our first fund, Good Capital. And then we also wanted to make sure that the mission was baked in and not uh, not something that could go away. So we moved away from anything like, uh, we are a traditional business and we give a portion of the proceeds and that they're sort of positioning the business as if it were a, a philanthropy arm. On the other hand, we did invest in Better World Books where uh, it's an online bookseller. There's about $70 million revs now. We invested them when they were at 16, about five plus years ago. But they get their um, books because people give them the books. Uh, colleges uh, having book drives, libraries cleaning out their shelves. Uh, collection uh, drop boxes all around the country, about 1,500 of those. And they give us their books because their books, because they trust what we'll do with their books. We will, uh, and we give eight cents on every gross 
online retail dollar to literacy groups, local, international, and library groups. And we can show what we've done with those books. You know, we've given almost $17 million in donations. We've saved 100 million books from the landfill. Uh, and, and, you know, the list goes on. Uh, and it's a great company and works with really smart nonprofit partners like the, Na the National Council of Family Literacy in the U.S. is our biggest recipient. And they get books and they work with a lot of immigrant families. And so it's too often that the young teenagers are learning English and grandma and grandpa are isolated. And those are families that are more at risk. They're more fragile. And so National Council of Family Literacy makes sure that the grandmothers and the grandfathers are learning English along with the immigrant kids so they get the elder wisdom in the family. And so we've done a lot of good. But the, but the thing that it has is mission insurance. Because if, if you sail uh, and you have a, a company to sail, and I got into this as did a lot of people here around the tragedy of the sale of Ben and Jerry's where Ben Cohen sold it and it became worse when, once Unilever bought it. They kept a lot of things, but they got rid of nonprofit ice cream shops because 40% of the workforce were at-risk kids, kids, former gang members. And they said, are you going to buy more or less ice cream if you're handed the ice cream by a member in San Francisco of the big block gang uh, and, and you're in the marina district? No, they're going to buy less, so they got rid of it. So we wanted something that wouldn't happen like that. We wanted mission insurance. And so in Better World Books, the mission cuts the cost. So it's not going to go away. If they got bought by Target, Amazon, IPO or whatever, even the most hard-nosed you know, pencil pushers don't do things that increase the cost. So um, yeah, it, so it's got mission insurance. So let me uh, reflect back to you one thing I... Yeah say so that our listeners could just say yes or no you could say yes or no that's what I meant yeah. one of the things you have to decide to know whether the social side is going to work but it also predicts the financial either it's is how it is that you're most productive based on how humans and systems really work because we have a lot of illusions about what makes people productive which is you know clear guidelines do this do that you just described a very different understanding of how working together works that actually improves social mission and market return. That's true. Uh, and, and it's really based on these creative collisions. There's a lot of study now in the whole smart cities world of uh, how to create the kind of collisions that equal innovation and productivity. You know, that uh, we've gotten away from the linear thing of stay focused to the more social thing of bump into the, the valuable strangers at the right place. I mean, uh, a really good book by Steven Johnson talks about this, where good ideas come from. And it talks about how, he, you know, Steve Jobs, when he was building Pixar, made the bathrooms not enough bathrooms, and then he made it so the creative people would talk to the science people, the people making pixels and the people making stories. And it made both sides of the movie better. And so that we, we create hubs to have those valuable intersections and those valuable uh, collisions, those, those valuable, you collide with somebody and then you, you learn something new and you, you see it in a more holistic way. I mean, I think we all realize things are much more connected than we used to. Do you have any other advice that you would give listeners who are thinking about moving a percentage, at least get started, getting their feet wet? What do you say? There's a lot of low risk ways to get your feet wet, you know, through the Calvert notes, uh, which are really, you know, things for retail investors at $1,000, and you can get wide diversity in microfinance, aquaculture in, in Ghanaian villages, uh, a lot of stuff like that. 
there are conferences to go to our conference the school conference in oxford if you're in, in england uh there are a few others um the social venture network conference other kinds of things so you know people don't do this by themselves they do it in relationship and conversation with people uh come to our hubs and you'll find people who are doing it if you're curious there are more resources online than there used to be uh but there are uh, there are more ways to get educated in this than than there were but but it's really People don't do this just for the return. I mean, this market arose, as Catherine Fulton said really rightly, in response to a moral hunger. So if you feel the moral hunger, this is a way to take action and yet not lose all the money the way you do in giving. If that's so appealing to you. Up, excuse me. Yeah, the best way to follow up with you would be what? Come to a conference? Yeah, come to a conference. I'm on Twitter at Kevin Doyle Jones. I engage with folks there a, a good bit. Uh, you know. I'm on some Facebook kinds of groups. I do some stuff sort of, you know, the, the more professional kind of things. Um, but I think, you know, th there are a lot, this is a movement. It is growing. I, I could have given you a lot of statistics, but there's a lot more money moving this way. A lot more people are doing it. A lot of schools have social enterprise classes, and there's actually serious business being done. I mean, one of the things we're going to do at, at SOCAP this year is highlight expansion stage deals. There are a lot of people that are heading to, B round or B round plus uh, in investing, which means you know there's they've they've got some serious multi-million you know, revenues and in, in in the tens to fifties to seventy or so some of these things, and they're they're looking for expansion capital, but showing that there's expansion shows that there's growth. I mean we've been highlighting the new stuff and now we're going to say look we really are maturing, you know the ventures growing up and then we're larger you know sectors are moving in land and, and other real assets and things so we're showing a lot of the maturity of the market so you know our conference is a, a place a lot of people come if you want to get the full spectrum you get more of, of everything that's happening at SoCap than anywhere else uh, some people say it's too much but you can find everything there what is so, that socap.com or what do we socialcapitalmarkets.net socap.is um, yeah, we're we're pretty Googleable. Uh, first week in September in San Francisco. Great. Thank you so much, Kevin, for taking the time to talk with us. It's been my pleasure. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Bye bye. If you would like to know more about impact investing and particularly how you can invest in entrepreneurial ventures that are likely to succeed, please check out my book, The Responsible Entrepreneur: Four Game-Changing Archetypes for Founders, Leaders, and Impact Investors. You can find it at my website at carolsanford.com. And please join us again next month.